What's up, everyone? My name is Kyle, and this is the Pain Cave Chronicles podcast, featuring yours truly and two of my best friends, Cody and Sean. Here, we're going to be breaking down our interesting relationship with endurance training. We're going to be chatting through marathon training, including nutrition, injury prevention, mindset, gear, and because we already dedicate too much time to discussing English football, we thought we would also add to each episode our own hot takes on the goings-on in the Premier League. So sit back, don't relax too much, and join us in exploring the pain cave. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to episode seven of the Pain Cave Chronicles. Uh, obviously, this is Kyle talking. I'm with the fellas. Uh, we are all uh, very excited slash maybe a little bit timid to tell you about our some of our some of our injuries, <laughs> some of our setbacks, but it is also very reassuring to know that Buffalo is still 14 weeks away. We've been building a great base of fitness. So even if we have some setbacks now, we have all uh, been emotionally boosting ourselves back from crying by ourselves in the corners of our living rooms um, to uh, to having motivation and staying positive about moving forward. Um, how you feeling, Cody? How you feeling? I am... I'm feeling a little bit tattered right now, to be honest with you. I uh, mm. had quite a bit of work done on my calves yesterday at physical therapy, and they are bruised and uh, they're in pain right now. So, but we're getting better. <laughs> we're we're getting better. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean, you're how how are you feeling right now in the moment? Mm, kind of feel like my uh, <laughs> legs are like a beaten dog at the moment. <laughs> Some tough miles and some and some tough recovery. So we're uh, <laughs> working through some injuries that are feeling like they just won't go away. But oh, I kind of yeah. feel like this episode might be more of a uh, therapy session for all of us rather than yeah. really going into detail for all our miles. Because I know Cody got more miles in than I think both of us last week. But we're all struggling oh, with no. injuries that I, are just I still got persistent. 40 in. Did you? Yeah. I shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> well, that was me like two weeks ago. So good company. Yeah. I'm getting zero this week. So <laughs> yeah, might be low, low this time. How are you feeling yeah. right now, Kyle? Um, I'm feeling, I will say, better than um, I was a couple days ago. Um, I will say that the 16 miler that I will end in my weekly recap. Um, left me with such mixed emotions of things but mm. i'm currently i'm doing pretty good but my calf and kind of my inner ankle on my left foot has just been i woke up monday and i've it was so stiff and i've mm -hmm. never really had that feeling and i think it, it's pretty odd for me to honestly have any calf issues like mm -hmm. i've never i've chalked it up to a couple things um and I will say after resting and doing just about any kind of PT I've <laughs> found or, you know, at, that I have at my disposal, I have uh, been putting to practice and whatever feels good, I keep doing whatever doesn't seem to feel that great. Like I might wait a bit longer and then work that into a weekly routine kind of a thing. But that's a really long winded say way of saying I'm OK. I was worse a couple days ago, so I'm 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 optimistic. Um, well, maybe 
maybe we can um, help some listeners out uh, by, you know, suggesting some PT uh, that we found helpful, uh, maybe some YouTube channels that we found helpful. Dr. Google, of course, mm. is. Uh, yep. What a guy or girl. Dangerous and great. An old sage. <laughs> um well hey how about um how about i jump into my week yeah normally i feel like i pick on someone or surprise them um i'll jump in um so my week was a monday five miles easy nothing to report there uh tuesday um i this was a speed workout six miles that i oh (laughs) better late than never Dude, mid-weekly recap, you're just going to ollie me to the face? I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. (laughs) That was a surprise attack right there. Okay, Cody just popped ollies like mid, wow. Uh, Who am I? Where was I? I don't know. Um, We're jumping back in. Uh, Tuesday, six-mile workout. Shouldn't have done it. Um, Endorphin speed twos that already have like 250 miles on them, just decided to break them out. It was a beautiful sunny day. We did a one-mile warm-up, two miles at full marathon pace, two miles at half marathon pace, and then a one-mile cool-down. I can jump into my sunny Tuesday splits um, because I was kind of thinking as we go over these, it's good to maybe say full pace and half pace um, so that... It's more I let people know what my goal was. And now looking at the splits, I can tell you what I actually did. Um, so it's I feel like it's a little bit more info on whether I'm actually hitting things. Um, and this was really flat. Um, it was down on the rail trail. So it's a pretty good representation of things. Um, the two full marathon miles were, you know, hot and cold. The first one was a 738. And the second one was an 809. Those were both supposed to be 749s. So clearly not quite uh, reeling it in. But my two half marathon miles were supposed to be 707s and they both ended up at 706s. So happy about that. At least I have a decent dialed in half marathon pace um, going on. And moving into Wednesday, eight miles easy. This is definitely when I was starting to really feel um, a little bit of that pain in the inner kind of ankle and calf. Um, I just wrote that I this is the day that I definitely pivoted from my planned 47-mile week to a 40-mile week, um, knowing that I needed to at least make a change uh, to my schedule So Thursday became a rest day. It was supposed to be miles. Um, Friday, five miles easy. Honestly, I was probably planning on resting this day too, but I randomly, I I was literally told I can't say where I got them, but I got them locally and I found a pair of uh, Saucony Endorphin Speed 4s. I walked into a store and I was honestly just looking for either a Speed 3 or you know a nova blast four i just wanted a shoe that i was i was kind of scared of running a ton more in the invincibles so i was just looking for anything saw the speed fours as soon as i walked in the door i was like can i have those and the guy was like yeah for 170 bucks so 
I was like, I tried them on and I was like, these are delicious. Uh, the heel fits my foot so much better. Uh, I have a very narrow foot and I was, you know, it, it honestly instantly struck me as like, I should probably, um, you know, just remember this lesson, you know, moving forward. So I did get five miles in, in the endorphin speeds. Um, and then on Saturday, 16 miles steady, that's eight miles out and back on the barn loop. Um, overall feedback from that was the positives of my fitness <laughs> is really great. I think for where I'm at, um, I was really, really happy with, you know, I averaged about nine fifteens again and my heart rate was around one fifty average. Um, and it just didn't feel that hard. Um, it felt easy. Like I, I, not easy. Um, yeah, steady, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but the ankle and the calf definitely wasn't feeling right. Um, so yeah, that's the, uh, the 40 mile week. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I will, I will say there's some positives. I'm glad I made some adjustments to things, but, um, it basically has rendered me this week into a full rest week. Um, just to figure out what I got going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, highs and I'm, lows. I'm really curious. So maybe two episodes ago, you had mentioned you ran in the ma magic speeds and you were getting some, like, uh, was it a hot spot or, or, um, something was, was yeah. that on the same foot that you're having these issues or is it completely um. different? Same foot, but I would say pretty different. I think the hot spot and the magic speeds are like more of a surface. Like mm -hmm. it's almost like a, a really pinpointed callus that seems to just be like really deep. <laughs> and yeah. it just like hurts when I make impact on it, which is like, I mean, that's another thing about, I would say the uh, speed fours is the four foot cushion is a lot higher. I mean, it's like, I think the drop is like 36 to 28 mm -hmm. and I'm guessing the drop in the speed. So like, that means like, you know, the forefoot is uh, for people listening and aren't like obsessed with midsoles. Um, like the forefoot has about a 28 millimeters of cushion. Um, nice. when that's with a nylon plate, so it's softer, it's more forgiving. Um, whereas I'm running in the magic speed threes, I'm going to say the forefoot is maybe 20 millimeters of midsole and it's a carbon plate, which is way less forgiving. Um, so I do think that like, that's something that I need to be aware of. Like if I am looking at carbon plated shoes for race day, I need something that's going to have a solid cushion in the forefoot to not destroy that same spot. Cause I, I kind of don't think it's the, sh the magic speeds like exclusively. I think it's kind of that scenario of carbon plate with not enough cushion in the forefoot. Mm -hmm. Um, it just feels hard on my foot. Like, but no, this is so, I mean, I, my, my Dr. Googling, um, <laughs> Dr. Google, um, told me as I immediately went to see, uh, her, them, let's go them. Um, my home doctor prognosis um, was posterior tibialis tendonitis, which is essentially, um, it's an injury where the tendon in the back of the inner ankle, um, it is, you know, it's, it's really, it, it, 
is pulled on every time that you uh, push off um, running, jumping, turning the foot slightly inward, um, which often results in uh, soreness um, in the calf and everything because it essentially runs in, uh, under the ankle and then up into the calf. Um, and it can, you know, it can present as pain either in the arch. Um, sometimes a, f- a flat foot can be a cause of it. Um, I find it hard to believe that I've been running for like five years without orthotics this much and it hasn't come up yet. So I don't necessarily think that could be the case. I'm not going to rule anything out. Um, or that this is even like what is plaguing me. Um, it just kind of makes sense. I think, um, based on, I think me ramping up the miles Mm-hmm. And also simultaneously ramping up the elevation. I think the two, I think the back-to-back 16 milers um, on the barn loop out and back, adding on about 450 feet of gain per long run, I think while adding on extra miles was, I mean, that could definitely be a cause of me, you know, being in a situation where, my my calf and my ankles having to overextend a little bit more while you're climbing that yeah that's my that's my doctor diagnosis um but i mean regardless um yeah i mean we can i know we're going to talk a little bit about like pt stuff but before we jump into too many things but um yeah i've i've been i've been doing pretty much all kinds of rehab that I can for it. I've been ice bucketing heat, heat bucket, uh, with the Epsom salts. Um, and then I was saying before, before we, uh, officially started recording, I've been going over to Sean's for Sean's PT house where I get in the compression boots and then do some rolling. Um, I think the rolling on the calf has been big time, um, and rest. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Cody, you made a point last episode that I didn't even realize it, but I had run, like 13, 14 days. No, not that far. Maybe like 10 days in a row. Um, And so I think it was kind of like, like this is the first time I've taken more than a whole day of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, So taking, you know, four, five, six days now, I'll continue going. And, you know, as long as it keeps getting better, I'm willing to give it a full week and go from there. We'll hold off on, you know, thinking I'm, you know, dying or, you know, Never gonna run again, but <laughs> um, yeah. So nice. um, you know, that's my week. That's my injury. That's my sob story. But things are pretty good. Um, I'm really excited with my fitness. Um, as long as we get through this, um, and start feeling better, still feeling like there's tons of time to improve. Kyle, question about your your injury. Well, I guess two questions. When it first onset, was it like an abrupt moment, like a sharp pain, or was it just like a gradual onset that? progressively got more noticeable as your runs continued yeah super a super slow onset and only becomes kind of noticeable while running mm-hmm. um it's definitely not like a oh le- like i gotta stop for a second to work on this like it doesn't mm-hmm. even cause like that much of a reaction um i just kind of notice it um and then it's definitely Persistent. five to six hours later and then like the next morning it seems to like yeah. set in mm-hmm. um that's tendonitis. Yep. That is. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. probably probably lo- loosens up, loosens up as you're running and feels a little bit better. Mm. So I just got to keep running. Doctor diagnosis. 
Yeah, yeah. Cody's our our medical guru for for all related injuries. We come to him and he gives us sage advice. I bring every injury that you guys have to my physical therapist, and I say, "This is what's hurting. How do I fix it?" And that's good because I (laughs) no, I was gonna. I asked Emily today if she could bring my emotional problems to her therapist, therapist, (laughs) just so that she could run it by her. Um, I don't think there's time for that in their sessions, though. Yeah, Cody's PT guy and Emily's therapist are eventually gonna be like. I'm going to need Sean and Kyle's insurance if you guys keep bringing their issues to us. We'll milk them for now. Us. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I was going to say also, like, you really can't underestimate the, um, the power of someone confidently telling you that something is something. Literally, yep. you just being like, yep, yeah, that's tendonitis. I know no one on this call is a certified doctor. <laughs> but just hearing that with confidence is like, oh, yeah, duh, I'm fine. Of course. Why would I? Why was I so concerned? No need to worry. It's also I, I like the difference between this training block and probably other training blocks with you. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in terms of speed work, you're doing a lot more of it. And I think we're all doing a lot more of it. And I really, you know, this is just my opinion, but I think that the the speed work um, is probably what's aiding to some of these injuries. Uh, and probably not giving ourselves enough time to recover after, which is a great callback to maybe the first or second episode of us talking about, you know, how much recovery we have after those speed sessions. But mm-hmm. that is a buttload of stress on your calves, on your Achilles, um, shins, feet, everything. So I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if that's, that's assisting in, in this tendonitis that you're, that you're getting. You think about that as well with the speed workouts. The faster we go, the worse our form gradually gets, unless you know we're really structured mm-hmm. with it. And kind of tying it back to what Kyle was saying too, around you know having carbon with cushion. I think especially as we increase the mileage is going to be really important because, like for example, last week and I'll dive into this in my section. You know, I ran in a shoe that didn't have a lot of cushion, and I could feel that the lack of kind of like absorption in those steps mm-hmm. as my legs were fatigued it was kind of like jarring my my legs a little bit so mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you go call back to the to the magic speeds or you know whatever speed shoe we have having one with a high degree of cushion is probably going to be really important to stave off the injuries moving forward as we increase our speed work absolutely absolutely i think i like i also something to like add to that is just like the longer like I may have hit the splits better in that six mile speed workout towards the end, but I bet my form towards the end kind of is like, it it might've been good the first couple of miles, but yeah, I feel like Mm -hmm. the longer I'm holding the faster paces, you know, I'm, I'm probably reaching more. I'm doing, I'm doing lazy stuff. I'm probably sitting back in the saddle. I'm not engaging my core as much. Everything gets a little lazy after towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, totally weird. So yeah, tons of strength training comes in too. That that form at the end of the run, like that. That's what strength training is for. That's like you're yeah. training your body to be perfect form because no matter what, when you're at mile twenty four, your form is going to be shit. We're not Elliot Kipchoge, Kipchoge, like just bouncing at mile twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, like. But he probably does his uh, probably does his strength sessions and his ab workouts, too. So I know personally for me, I've reduced the amount of time I've been doing that when I was, you know, 
running every day. I skipped a few gym workouts because doing those double sessions are exhausting. You get a long run in in the morning Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm not going to the gym afterwards. So kind of like bringing back the importance of incorporating various different modalities into your training program is, uh, you know, I think it's a harsh reminder. The importance Mm -hmm. of those once you, uh, you know, start going longer and for faster. Totally. Um, All right. Enough about my stop story. Or yeah. no, Cody, if you got something good to say, you can jump no, in. No, no, I was, I was going to jump into my week and give you guys a little a little Perfect. snapshot of uh, Cody Primer's wellness week. Uh, Green Spark Solar, <laughs> my employer, is gracious enough to give the entire company a week off to focus on our wellness and our Amazing. mental and physical health. So... I took full advantage of it. It felt like I was in preseason again, where all I had to do was like run, eat, sleep. And that was, oh, and play Pokemon. So, uh, that was, it. so yeah, Monday was, uh, five miles easy, uh, plus a physical therapy appointment. Tuesday was seven miles easy. Wednesday was, uh, 5.2 miles easy. Uh, and, topped that day off with a nice massage uh hour and a half long massage which was fantastic and basically confirmed all of my thoughts before that i have incredibly tight calves and tight hamstrings um i was pretty battered after that so thursday was an off day and was actually a travel day up to um basically canada uh, with Sam, uh, to visit her family. We went out, we had some dinner with them. And, uh, then on Friday we were off to Saranac Lake for, um, a weekend away kind of to celebrate. Uh, it was so nice out on Friday. As soon as I got to Saranac, I went out, did a seven mile easy run. Um, Saturday was off and then Sunday we traveled home. And when I got home again, it was 55 degrees out. I wasn't going to let that up. So I did a nice, easy six miles there. So finished the week with 30.4, which is, I actually, that's my highest week of mileage. And I did not have a single long run. So, and, and this just goes to show like every one of my runs there, there was one common theme in that it was all easy. Like I skipped the speed workout this week. I basically looked at my my V.02 training plan and I kind of threw it out the window and just basically said, I'm going to enjoy this week and um, I'm not going to kill myself. I don't want to, you know, it's a well, it's a wellness week. So um, and then just on top of all that traveling, it's hard, but you have to live life. And uh, sometimes that means skipping a run, taking a day off, you know, having some, you know, uh, maybe not the healthiest food and maybe a drink or two. Uh, but yeah, still having, still having fun, fun doing it all. So yeah, I think that's about it for, for my week. It's pretty well said, brother. Well said. I got a quick easy. question for you. I got a quick I, answer. Um, yeah, I hope so. Um, I, when Kyle and I were running the other day, I said, you know, five miles feels like the new three. You know, like three miles used to be our default <laughs> yeah. run, just like go and jog. Where are you feeling now? Like number wise is, is your just go out and, and run a thoughtless run. Is that 
like five miles, six miles now? You, like, is that where you're feeling like your, your comfort level is where you can just go and, and not think about the run at all? That's a good question. And I don't think it's much as much based off mileage as it is based off speed. Like speed mm. works are hard days for me, but yeah. I feel like I can just go out and run five, seven, 10 miles and feel okay. And you know, yeah, at the moment. Um, but in terms of just like, yeah, in terms of mileage, five miles is the new, is the new three. Uh, so yeah, no, nice. that's, that's, that's an interesting question. I think it's I a thought, testament to just like the fitness programs altogether, even though, you know, we're all kind of in a trying to take care of ourselves mode, mm-hmm. just seeing some of those small increments being like, yeah, I'm going to go and get an easy seven in before the training program, seven miles, you know, what Cody, like when daunting. I was living in Rochester, you and me would be like, all right, we got seven miles today. Like that's a day. That's now, a long run. Yeah. Now that's, now that's kind of clumped into the easy category day. So even hearing you just be like, yeah, went out, ran an easy six, then ran an easy seven, then ran an easy five, you know, just the accruement of all those now are starting to feel like very thoughtless runs. And that mm-hmm. to me is a very positive sign about just how far we've come just in the last few weeks in the training program. Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. And I want to say, you know, we, we, we talk about Cody's easy runs. Mm. Cody ran one of these runs, a 5.2 miler at 11.06 pace with a oh, creamy yeah. average heart rate of 139. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like that is. That's an actual easy day. Like, yeah. I feel like you, you, you showed you showed true restraint because I know I, I feel like that has been a little tough for you. Hundred percent, hundred and twenty. Yeah, dude, it is just holding back a bit. Yeah, it is so much harder to hold back than it is to to go. And one thing that's helped me tremendously on that is I pop in my AirPods and I listen to an audiobook, mm. and I feel like the pace I'm listening to um, Born to Run right now, which is fantastic book. Um, the pace that the author is reading it or the narrator is reading it is like right at like 10, 15 to 10, 30 <laughs> pace. And it's awesome. Oh. It makes the runs w- so much more enjoyable to like kind of be running along and then just burst out laughing. And people probably think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I don't care. They cross the street when they see you giggling yeah. to yourself on your own. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that those runs have been, um, more and more frequent and honestly more enjoyable. I, I like to see my heart rate mm-hmm. low. Um, Sunday was kind of interesting. I'm not sure if I had an issue with my heart rate monitor or I don't think I did because I'm I'm using the Coros, you know, uh, bicep heart rate monitor. But I was down like mm-hmm. 120 the whole run. I saw that. I was like, and that's then, crazy impressive. And then I jumped up like there was a part where I, I had my phone and I just for shits and giggles i was like i'm gonna film myself like eric floberg does um mm-hmm. and as soon as i Love like it. extended my arm my heart rate like very clearly just like shot up so it, i was probably more at I, like 130 <laughs> still pretty good at though. four at 4.3 miles your average heart your heart rate was 123 and at four still 4.3 your heart rate Boom. was 156 yeah. And the elevation dropped in that time. <laughs> I don't 
I cannot <laughs> explain it. I don't know if I was Dude, like, it's the camera. The camera adds the stress. And I'm sure mm. raising your arm like totally changes how that's much effort good, you have to put in. And that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, but I will say, if you are going to be filming yourself, you best be uploading that to the to the Pain Cave Chronicles Instagram as a reel. I know. I, 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 it has to be done. It's getting ready. Okay. Same to you, Sean. You record yourself. You just send it on over. You well, know, I'll, give the <laughs> I'll give you guys my uh, my recovery reels and I'll send them to you to upload. Just yeah. I want like one rolling. minute motivational speeches from you. Oh. Motivational speeches and like the Say compression no and decompression of the Norma techniques. Yeah. yeah. They'll just be like, what's that Darth Vader breathing in the background? It's like, that's oh, my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to sound really good on the podcast. <laughs> as long as the listeners enjoy it. Sean, you are uh, recovered. <laughs> you can run. <laughs> all right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. We're having fun. <laughs> we'll cut that um, part. I don't cut anything, man. We ain't got time no. for that. No way. <laughs> it's all wrong. I will say... Cody, I think you're running Saranac Lake Day. Wait, is this? Yeah. Oh, Your outfit is fantastic. Thank you. I also have a, a huge piece of news to tell you guys that may mm. have affected my runs for the past four weeks. I realized that if we were talking Trust. about GPS, <laughs> GPS <laughs> on our watches and which GPS mm. to choose, right? There's like GPS. There's the Russian GPS, that's GPS GLONASS, and then there's the like American and is it maybe EU um, or the Gal- Galileo GPS Galileo? Galileo. Mm. And I'm assuming you both use GPS Galileo. I or hope do you? So. I believe so. <laughs> um, I, I have checked before, but yeah, I think I must have Googled which GPS to use four years ago when I got the watch and it said that GLONASS, the Russian satellite uh, GPS was more accurate. So I chose that Mm. Um, and I changed it for that Saranac run. And you can tell like my pace was better. My heart rate was better. Um, Like I was feeling better. (laughs) I I could have been the mountain air, but like I felt like my paces, my heart rate, everything was just kind of clicked. And then the run on Sunday, same thing. Like just kind of clicked. So, um, who knows? I don't know. Cody's, I'm Cody's just been running in mother Russia the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Starlinks. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know there the were different uh, GPS options. I, I don't have, um, yeah, my, my, my two things were, uh, love the slow going for cody and um how you feeling i guess after like that you know week up to today i know we've been i know i'm falling apart but how are you um, doing um well i took i took these past two days well i biked today but um mm-hmm. it was recommended that i run on the treadmill and avoid uneven ground um mm. for the time being just to uh really hammer down on form and um you know make sure there's not any weird little bumps in the road that that are gonna throw me off and 
you know, make my Achilles hurt. But don't run in Albany. Don't run in Albany. <laughs> Probably don't run. Yeah. In, don't run anywhere right now. It's <laughs> potholes everywhere. But I will say I'm having a little bit of um, just a little aggravation of my Achilles, but that's kind of typical for me in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm just in pain from my physical therapist cupping me and like bruising my Ooh. shins. Yeah. Does it like, can you, is it on your back? Do they do it on your calves? Is that where you're getting it? I'm doing it on my calves and on my shins. So what I found is mm-hmm. that I have some, uh, some shin splints, uh, which I probably, we've probably diagnosed that already, but, um, they are rock solid. Like they are so tight when I go over them with my massage gun, it thinks they are bones. You know how the massage gun mm-hmm. hits a bone. It's like. Just yeah. bobbles up and down. That's exactly. And I just, I have, I've had no pain, um, but insanely tight. Hmm. So stretch. Okay. Yeah. Stretch your, uh, Good to know. stretch your shins and, and make sure you get your tibia rotations, whatever that means. Oh. Thanks physical mm-hmm. therapists. Wise words. <laughs> wise, wise. <laughs> Shawnee. I don't. I I know you didn't get as many miles, but I want to know just as much about your week. So I'll tell you just as much. I um <laughs> my my well this week was was last week. I finished the week before doing the twelve miler. I think I said in the last podcast I was having a little you know kind of Achilles calf aggravation. So you know that was the longest mileage week I had done while traveling. And I think that probably set me up not in the best way. So I was like, I'm just going to take the week off, do some active recovery, ice bath, stretch, whole Mm -hmm. thing, and just leave space for my Achilles to recover. So on Friday, I met up with Kyle for a run, but I decided to go back to my, yeah, (laughs) believe it or not, (laughs) Kyle McHugh in the flesh. Yes. Um, I I brought my super blasts for that run instead of the invincibles. I just I don't know. I was missing them. I wanted to just kind of see how they felt, and uh, we just did five miles. And I had to stop twice to kind of like stretch my glutes because my IT band was firing off like crazy. <clears throat> Probably like at mile three and four, I just we we took some breaks. That was super disheartening. I mean. Positive mm-hmm. note, there was no pain in my Achilles or or, or a calf, but I mean, I've had an IT injury in the past and that sidelined me for months. And so that was not fun. Um, so I spent the next few days kind of doing a deep dive on the internet about <laughs> what the root cause is, what to stretch, what not to stretch, where to foam roll, where not to foam roll, all those things. And so I took a ton of time kind of doing point activation, range of motion, release things for foam rolls around the glue, around the quad. And on yesterday, Monday, I went on a five mile run and it felt totally fine. No IT pain at all. That was super encouraging. And then went out today and around mile three, I just started to feel a little bit. So I was like, F it. I'm not going to push it. Stop. So I'm actually going to take the rest of this week off too, because it feels like it's at the point where it 
will go away if I treat it properly and don't push it. Mm-hmm. But it's also on that cusp that <clears throat> if I do push it and it's full blown, like I don't want to go to the worst case scenario. But if it's anything like the last one, I'm probably out for like a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take this week to really go ham on the foam rolling, the massage guns, the ice baths. I've been reading a ton about immobilizing the leg, just like reducing the amount of opportunities for range of motion. There's been some research out that's like three days of total leg mobilizing has a pretty high success rate with IT symptoms going away completely. So I got myself kind of like a, a knee brace to wear throughout the day just to minimize the amount of flexion in my leg. So, I mean, I'm not enjoying having to deal with that prospect, but I do feel optimistic that like if I have to take two weeks off, this is the time to do it rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, in April, right before the half. And my fitness is, is good. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm at like a nine fifteen pace with low to mid one thirty heart rate. That for me is really encouraging to be like, Hey, if I got to take two weeks off, like the base is good enough that I can pick it back up. But, uh, Yeah, I have a chiropractor tomorrow. Hopefully, maybe some realignment will help with that. And then in the meantime, I'm just doing a ton of glute workouts, bridges, squats, repeat, 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 just making Mm -hmm. sure that I'm bringing back kind of the the glute and the lunge activity. But kind of looking back, I think what happened, obviously having the, the week of high mileage with the travel was, you know, probably too much given all the flying back and forth I was doing, spending seven plus hours on flights. And I think honestly kind of doubling up on what Kyle said about not having a lot of cushion. When I went back, I ran that run in the super blast and the cushions pretty shot on them now. Like it was, they're a light shoe and they fit my foot nice, but there was definitely not that bounce. Mm -hmm. And I was adjusting my stride to be more of a heel strike because I was trying to be mindful of my, um, my calf. And mm-hmm. I think the combination of all those things probably just aggravated my it band. So I'm hoping with some just really intensive recovery, immobilization, ton of icing that, uh, maybe on Sunday or Monday, I'll get back to it and, and hopefully have it symptom free. But, kind of in a wait and see moment right now, which is uh, not ideal, but that's where I'm at. Could, could you explain what point activation is? Yeah. So when you foam roll, right, the typical foam rolls is kind of like roll up and down the muscle, but point activation release. And I know that's not probably the most accurate terminology is, is where you are holding Mm -hmm. the foam roller at a specific point that, is a flexion point for releasing tension around the muscle. And that tension point is around the natural movement of your leg. So for example, your IT band is, you know, the strain of that is predicated really on kind of two muscle groups. It's it's your glute and then right around your, your hip flexor area. So a lot of the PT has been around not necessarily just foam rolling up and down the leg, but going through full range of motion while the the foam roller is on my glute and on my quad. And that Mm -hmm. is actually brutally painful because what you're doing is now releasing the muscle tension while your leg is moving through the range of motion that it typically would. 
when you're running. So what you're doing is modeling that motion and putting that pressure on one point to really massage that out. And so when I went on my run on Monday, I did that for like 20 minutes and then did another 15 minutes of just like glute activators and there was no pain. So a lot of that point release was just to simply release all the tension that's pulling that IT band that works its way down um, to the knee. So I'm sure my chiropractor will tell me there's a more specific way to do it, but uh, Dr. Google and Dr. YouTube so far have been very good resources with kind of just having more intention around the foam rolling rather than just kind of like rolling up and down. And also to make sure not to foam roll the IT band itself, because that's not the thing that needs to be loosened up. Like that's Mm -hmm. a tendon. It's the muscles around it that's pulling it. And so that was something I didn't even know. I mean, I kind of knew it, but not like, hey, don't touch your IT band with the foam roller. Like super useful information or else it could further aggravate it. So Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Google told me the same thing. I was yeah. curious. I saw some things doing that. <laughs> All knowing Google. My actual physical therapist said that <laughs> the other day. It's like if you're if you're foam rolling and you're starting to feel like tingly, like you're probably on a tendon and it. it's probably on a like or you're over a nerve or something. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh your body should tell you. Question for you. Are you incorporating any sort of bike or maybe some swimming to get a little bit of aerobic endurance going? Or uh, I mean, like- no biking now because the bending of the knee is kind of aggravating the IT oh, band. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Even like when I'm walking, I can kind of feel it a little bit, which is not fun, but I think it's probably just worn. Uh, and, and no swimming for the time being, just I don't have access to a pool at the gym mm-hmm. I currently go to. So for now, I mean, really, it's just like walking the dog, kind of doing mm-hmm. a little bit of weightlifting, some some body weight stuff. But I think this week really is like I've, I'm okay with not doing a lot of like aerobic workouts and just letting my leg be as straight and iced sure. as possible. And, you know, taking ibuprofen as well to do some mm-hmm. reduction. And, and Cody, I actually started taking up the Epsom salt baths hoping that it relaxes the muscles around and i gotta say even if it doesn't work those feel so nice (laughs) they're so nice (laughs) yeah there's nothing like a new that's an epsom salt bath and then uh just stretching afterwards it's just oh my god yeah oh it's been it's been amazing so i've now incorporated that just like a mix of ice bath heat bath foam roll massage gun deep stretching Mm -hmm. and hopefully you know after a week or so it'll be fine so we'll see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Pro pro tip on the Epsom salt baths. Don't shower afterwards. I know it might seem obvious, but if you shower, you wash all that, all those chemicals away off your body and they're helping oh. to relax you. So, well, good thing I have not showered after these baths just yet. <laughs> I was, yeah, I have not done that. <laughs> I haven't showered That's, in four days. Yeah. I've still got the Epsom salts on me from last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're great that's that's actually good to know though because sometimes i have felt like i should take a shower and rinse off but i haven't because i'm Mm -hmm. lazy yeah same but i do shower in case anyone's curious (laughs) sometimes (laughs) on the occasion sometimes fooling us (laughs) i feel but that's you see i feel like that's a trope of like runners like you you know you're a runner if you shower like twice a day and you do laundry like three times a week like i just have a running pile or the complete opposite at all times now yeah. 
you're either showering twice a day or you don't shower. That's there's like two yeah, extremes of runners. Tired. You're just mm-hmm. there's no in between. I'm a two time boy at the minimum. Uh, you guys want to pivot to um, I know Cody mentioned doing a little bit more kind of revisiting um, planning around travel and mm. life. Um, and I'd say just maybe the caveat of making sure you're still filling your cup on uh, life yeah. um, while also being as true to your plan as possible. This is kind of injuries aside, just making sure that you're being a good caretaker to the mind, body, and soul. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I mean, this is a deep pad. That was definitely the whole point of my Saranac trip was was to kind of get away and and mm. be in a different environment and whether that meant running or or having to take the week off um to live my life uh I was going to sacrifice it you know so uh, you know I went out and had a few drinks and it felt awesome I don't think I've had I don't think I've drank in probably over a month or maybe almost 2 months so uh just to live life and and like it was really nice to go and hang out with people that um, were kind of like would not talk about running. So I couldn't I couldn't be like, hey, guess what? I'm running a marathon. And they're like, great. That's good. That's good for you, Cody. We're at a show right now. So let's watch the show instead. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my biggest takeaway there was like, don't don't forget to live life still like you, you still have like other than your physical form, you still have a mental form that needs to needs to have its cup filled uh with you know social interaction and um whatever else you like to do to fill your cup so yeah i feel like um you kind of see that now with on 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 like a bigger scale that is kind of reflected in i guess you can see it more like that remind that makes me think of like the people i follow on youtube the kafuzis the believe in the run people the i mean <laughs> floberg definitely shows a real lifestyle but like mm-hmm. i know that like kafuzi when he <clears throat> he flies in someplace he goes to like a ramen place or a hot pot place or something he'll go he'll do like a, a shakeout run with people he'll grab a drink and then he'll like do a race like Mm -hmm. the next day and grab drinks and then he's flying out of there again like he does he he shows a side of like being really a really great runner while also doing the things that are delicious and fun and social right like that's what like i i think it's just cool that we get to see that part of like these you know really great runners but also runners who aren't elites they're not you know, top end, they're not always telling you, you're not just seeing, you know, oatmeal every day and (laughs) electrolytes and resting and like, you know, you know, all these things about rehab and running. And if it's not, like you said, like if it's not a conversation about running, like that's probably a good thing sometimes for people. (laughs) Like, Let's have a conversation about other things. (laughs) That's good for all the runners out there. I know that's good for me, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Date night, like Go do a date mm. night and try not to talk mm. about running to your partner. Like they probably appreciate you <laughs> not doing it because uh, you're probably driving them crazy. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the viewers can't see this, but all of us have a smile on our face. Like, 
<laughs> as we all know like yeah we don't do that too well oh, <laughs> but i think that's the, oh. i mean that's a good point though i mean i think a lot of times we have a tendency to be consumed with what we're doing because one we're competitive people we're doing it as a group so it's kind of like the thing and the project but we're also getting a lot of messaging from people that are you know like excellent youtubers or excellent runners Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we can get caught up in this perception that it has to be everything to do it well and the reality of it is is like that isn't the case we're not professional athletes we can Mm -hmm. do things and incorporate things that help improve the plan but it doesn't have to be our entire lives and i i know like i'm sure all of us have had moments where we kind of forget that and we kind of get tunnel vision when it comes to the plan and then when we have a weekend where we're just not thinking about it, we're like, Oh yeah, like balance does exist. We just kind of have to go and find it because I think our natural disposition is to dive all into the thing and then realize like, Oh, I'm kind of like too be too deep into this and I'm not an interesting person to be around. Yeah. Right now. Kind of lose. (laughs) I feel like I've turns out I'm not as interesting as I thought. Yeah. (laughs) You lose exactly. a little of your personality for sure. And it, it comes back to a quote from Nick bear. It's like, it's better to be all in than all consumed. Like when you're all consumed, yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing else in life. When you're all in, you're all in for the goal, but life still happens and you need to, you need to be a part of that. So, yeah, that's a good mantra. All in verse all consumed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've had moments of being all consumed. I'm all consumed right now, but it's more injury related than. Yeah. Well, we're on a podcast <laughs> else, talking but... about talking about it. So we're allowed yeah. to be all consumed. Self-fulfilling here. prophecy. We have to be. <laughs> yeah. We're just being present. Yeah. That's right. Um, That's the spin we'll take. I think wh- another, another aspect of that that I kind of got thinking about um, was and I mean, this isn't like stepping away from running, um, but I was kind of thinking about this next um, as I attempt to hopefully build back after a week of rest. I want to have like a bit of a reset and find a new like daily run route and get like kind of just go to a next part of like my ritual of running i guess like i've run in the same spot every morning yeah six days a week for like you know eight plus weeks now yeah like i was kind of just thinking like i want i want a new route i don't know what it is yet but it's going to mark the post like it's going to mark this next you know five weeks or something maybe it's you know the next portion of training and i kind of feel like giving myself that reset instantly like changed something in the way I was thinking about it. Um, that just made me a little bit more excited to like, I guess, get into the next portion. Um, you guys want to meet me in yeah. Utica and we can <laughs> find a running. Yeah. Well, hey, route there. Middle ground is never a bad thing. Or you can just, we'll, we'll record an episode at Saranac, uh, brewery. Isn't that in Utica? Um, yeah, that sounds about right. We'll go with that. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, yeah, Doc- it's in Utica. There we go. Dr. Google strikes again. Yeah, we could do that. Dr. Google. <laughs> Most podcasts have a, I feel like there's always someone in the background like Googling everything yes. for, the, oh, for, for whoever's sure. talking. 100%. So I feel like fact checked. Yeah. Live fact checking. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give. I don't want to spread misinformation here. Saradac Brewery, Utica. We'll see you here, folks. As of now. <laughs> so I got a question for both of you. Then, if uh, you know, if the theme is finding balance in the marathon training, so we're all in, but not all consumed. What are you guys trying to do in the day to day to find separation? from because i know for me like i'll run and then i'll think about the the run the next day like the night before and i'm trying to be more present in that like when work is done it's done i'm trying to implement the same mindset with like when running is done today it's Mm -hmm. done today so do you guys have anything you guys are doing whether it's meditation walks dinner dates that are kind of helping you guys detach from thinking about marathon training from from the day to day so it's not everything you're doing Hmm. That's a good question. Probably should have wrote that down before we Cody. <laughs> Cody, you want you want a minute to think about it? Yeah, give me a second. Uh I I I think I mean definitely going for walks. Like whenever I'm remote, Emily mm. and I will go for about a half mile at least walk around the neighborhood. And that's always like I mean, we joke because she works remote every day. So it's like <laughs> I'm taking Emily out for a walk. <laughs> so, Here's the leash. And she, it's always like, I haven't been outside yet today. What's it like out right. there? Like, <laughs> Is it scary out there in the real world? Yeah. Um, so definitely the daily, the, the, the walks when I'm home, um, I think something in the last three or four days, not running, mm-hmm. I've been reading each morning, um, yeah. which I wasn't in the habit of. And I'm so bad. Like I will read multiple hours a day for like five days straight and then won't pick the book up again for like months three months <laughs> yeah and I'm it's a, like I'm the same. oh yeah i still don't know i don't know who the serial killer is in this book and like <laughs> i guess i'll i guess i'll get back to that i guess i'll spend so, the next uh, yeah. chapter figuring out what these who these characters are again and <laughs> exactly yeah you yeah. gotta yeah. like reintroduce yourself like um so that's that's what i've been doing the last couple days um yeah i don't Nothing too what uh, I do. I mean, I try. Honestly, I feel like the closest I've gotten to meditating recently in the last like week or two would be when I finish some yoga and I just lay there yeah. <laughs> for like five to ten minutes. That's been mm-hmm. I think that is one of those moments where, you know, a moment feels like a full minute and yeah. it just you can't you like can't slow down time like finishing a session and your brain and your body are just like in the same place of normally of, you know, relaxation and at a slow speed, it's like getting off the highway and you just get to sit in a parking lot for a couple of minutes <laughs> before you go back to the highway. <laughs> yep. So that's Shavasana yeah, for you. Exactly. So those are a couple of things I think we'll see. Uh, chances are uh, Cody will spark some ideas too in me. Well, you, I probably don't realize you sparked the idea for me, just the, the, the midday walks, I call them clarity yeah. breaks for, for work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we do it at the office too. We have a, 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 a walk club and we do like a half mile walk around and it's like the best thing if you're, if you're like all consumed in whatever it is, just like getting out and walking with people and like some of the the people at my office throw a football and like the rest of us are just chatting about 
everything and anything. It, it's like as random mm-hmm. as hiking in the Adirondacks to like house buying to, you know, what their kids did this morning. That was crazy. Um, and that's, that's been really helpful. And honestly, other than that, I think kind of leaning on family and, yeah. um, you know, Kyle, I know you're, you're going home a lot and you're seeing your sister, your mom, your dad, your dogs. Um, so like, yeah, leaning on family, yeah. chatting with, with your siblings, hanging out with your pets, you know, like playing with your pets, Breach. taking your, your pets for a walk. Um, in my case, you walk they, the cats. Yeah, man. I've got a, I've got yeah. a, I've got a book bag for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. This, talking to other people about other things is is just super important definitely yeah i can see talking to no i was just gonna say like seeing friends that don't run i know for me has been Mm -hmm. nice because like when i'm like kyle when when you come over to do the leg compress we just kind of fall into running talk and i like that that's just you know that's kind of the theme of the season right now but like when i go see some other friends like I was just over at a buddy's house last week and we were getting a workout in his basement. He kind of has like a basement mm-hmm. gym. We just talked about everything that wasn't running and that was really nice, Yeah, you know? It's, so just like finding moments to mentally and physically step out of your running world is a nice reminder that uh, there's life on the other side. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of funny that when that happens, when you're not talking about running, you're like, oh man, like, I got a lot to say about this. And then you're like, wait, I gotta, I gotta take my foot off the gas pedal here and just like <laughs> take myself back to reality and re- pump the brakes. These people don't want to hear anything about running right now, Mm-mm. which is like, awesome. Oh, you got 40 miles in. Yeah, cool. Like good for yeah. you. I drove. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't today. sound cool. It doesn't. No, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love it. My whole body's broken. <laughs> Sean, why are you limping? Well, because I enjoy myself. Let me tell why. you a little I'm something. Fine. <laughs> it's my superior. You ever hear about marathon training? Yeah. Let me tell I you. I got a thing or two about that. Yeah. A lot of weird looks. Um, so I'm, unless, unless if any, are we, how we feel about run talk? I know it's been a, you know, a spiritual session at yeah. best. Um, not a ton of, uh, you know, mileage talk, but that's marathon training. It is a whole lot of weeks of ups and downs. No one Strava is 16 weeks of perfect building up to a marathon. Me, I, I was saying this to Sean, like mm-hmm. no one has a perf- perfect 16 week build and then goes and runs a perfect marathon. If that happens, like I'm stoked for you. I'm I'm happy for anyone that that's that has happened to. Well, I can't relate and to them. Maybe, yeah, exactly. It's pretty unrelatable. Um, that's Nick Bear. I mean, I've never even <laughs> I've never even tracked. Yeah, I mean, if you got a whole team behind you, sure. True. True. Um, we just have Doctor yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah, we, we're on our way. We're on yeah. our way there. We're getting there. Um, so. Premier League hot take of the week is um, it was suggested by Cody. And I think maybe, you know, we we were that we can talk a bit maybe about, um, you know, uh, how how frequent the injuries have been. Um, I do want to bear in mind that we're kind of in our last, you know, five, six minutes here of uh, podcasting. 
So maybe uh, hit hit us with some opinions on injury rates mm-hmm. and maybe just you know some players that you're maybe excited to you know see come back healthy um, and obviously not too rushed hopefully. Um, but yeah, Cody, you want to jump in? Yeah, just starting this whole thing off with the amount of injuries in the Premier League, the um, Spanish League, Italian League, French League have just increased tremendously in the last two, three years, it seems like, since mm-hmm. really since COVID, maybe since we've been really paying attention to it. Um, to me, it's it's not too, you know, I think the reason why is because there are so many more games, like these players are playing two, three games a week. Um, you look at like in this, they're putting in the same athletic outputs as, as a football player and football, you know, you're uh, American football. You're playing once a week. Obviously you're not getting smashed, but you are getting crunched. Um, mm-hmm. So that just kind of as a preface there, but uh, in terms of Manchester United, I am really bummed about uh, Martinez in the back and Luke Shaw mm-hmm. in the back. Luke Shaw is just like a heartbreaking story. He's a great left back, but he just he just can't he just can't stay healthy. So really crossing my fingers for both of them to have uh, speedy recoveries and and come back as soon as they can. Um, healthy, healthy for the, for the United boys. Shawnee, what's your opinion? More games next year? Who cares about the injuries? No, man. Chelsea (laughs) have had such a laundry list of injuries. We need less games. I think the increased workload and also the increased travel with the Nations League and other Mm. pieces. I mean, you've got like Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Europa League, Europa Conference, Champions League, World Cup qualifiers, and then the freaking Nations League. So like we used to have, remember when there was Fox Soccer, the the one-stop shop soccer channel? We used to have teams used to have a winter break and they'd be off for like two weeks. And now any downtime is filled with, with travel for international games. And I just think the combination of increased workload and increased travel is making injuries change. And I don't know if, if training plans in the leagues have caught up with, with that, you know, how how can you, you you can't, you can't, I mean, you have games like Cody, you said every three days, it's just impossible. So I feel for the players. It sucks because I can't remember the last time Chelsea had a, like a fully fit squad for a season. Every top team has mm-hmm. to have two full teams because they have to compensate for these injuries now. So, you know, I think that's the take. I agree with Cody and then the travel for the nation's league. And the one player I'd say, I, I really wish would stay injury free is, is Reese James on his oh, day. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. outside back in the world. I would argue at least top three strong, great mm-hmm. defender, phenomenal, distributor of the ball but he is also a player that just gets injured over and over he just finally had surgery rather than like trying to force it back quickly so i'm hopeful that uh you know he can have a full season and also christopher Nkunku, he's just been Gosh, yeah. i mean yeah i shouldn't Again? say more but yeah he's out for like another three <laughs> weeks so i just think like you can't every player that seems to be out for a long time ends up being out for a long time even after mm-hmm. they come back it, it just seems like once you're injured you can't catch up to the rhythm of what the body demands until the season's over so 
it just yeah. seems like that's the pattern. So hopefully, hopefully they all get the rest and, and they're not rushed back similar to United's players, but we'll see. So Kyle, yeah. what about you? Similar, different, indifferent, same? Uh, no, exact same. I mean, and I think there's, um, like there, there's there, I'm sure there's been a point where there was an increased games, increased competitions and increased travel. So coaches like, like we, you were like, we were just speculating are kind of they're there's, they're shrinking these, you know, high effort sessions to becoming more tactical sessions. And it kind of has gotten to the point where I imagine you know, someone flies in on a Wednesday and has to play on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't put that person through anything more than, you know, a light session each day and probably some tactical stuff. So I think coaches are now at this weird point of you're not, you're managing, you know, you're using player tracking stats not to push a player, but to just manage a player's mm-hmm. fitness and keeping yeah. them healthy. Like you're not trying to build a play. If anything, you're just hoping a player can peak at a certain time throughout a year, like similar to marathon training. Like, you know, you're not going to run your fastest marathon every two months. You're, you're planning for October. You're planning for April. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like, you can only do so much with a human body yeah. throughout the year. Um, and like Tamiyasu would have been, you know, my peak example came back from, Picked up, picked up a niggle. I don't even know what it is. Like it's not even you know yeah. a muscle tear or anything. But we haven't seen him since he came back from international play, hmm. like you know, yeah. two weeks ago. Um, yeah. And so it, we're at, we're definitely at a weird point in like global football where what are you allowing? Like, are we are we allowing? Are we giving players enough time to develop with any group? No. Or even be, you know, even have productive practice sessions like in between these games other than just try to recover, just try to get them back in the green from the yellow and orange fitness, you know, measurement. Um, Yeah. You know, what's a crazy thing, too, that that I've been looking at more and more is these players don't get a break like they don't get zero. uh, They don't get a winter break. They don't they barely get a holiday in the summer. Some some people are going away for a week, maybe a week and a half, and then they're right back in training. Or they're going to the European Cup. They're going to the CONCACAF. They're going to the World Cup. Like there the is no time. That. And and we're talking here about giving ourselves a week in them in, you know, five weeks into a marathon training, uh, a full week off. Like these players aren't getting weeks off unless they're injured. Like yeah. And when even when they're injured, it's like it is intense physical therapy and and training sessions still like they don't get a second to breathe. I know they make a lot of money, but like I NFL think it right now, like horses, has, though. I was going to yeah. say, does that kind of lead to the point of are they being are professional football players currently more assets than humans? A hundred percent. This, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole. If you're going to make, you know, if they're going to pay you that much, you better be able to do this, right? That's the employer mentality. Sell them for a profit after. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, the commodification of the the beautiful game. (laughs) Can you imagine running for 50 weeks out of the year? No. Like in, in doing speed sessions and doing long runs every, like runners do it, but those are also the, you know, either elite or just like sub elite runners. Like 
Yeah. Um, and, and they are making what, yeah. you know, God, these, no, guys, these guys are making, you know, 100K a week. At least the richest athletes oh in the world. You know, yeah. but I know the players have come out and expressed before that, you know, they're getting mm-hmm. worked to the bone. They, you know, yeah. they don't like it. It feels like they're just, uh, you know, cogs in a in a money making machine. And yeah. it's funny. We used to, you know, the last point I'll say is like injuries are the norm now and not the exception. You remember like 10 years ago, we each had like one player on our team that was perpetually injured. I always think of yeah. like. Diaby at Arsenal. What a guy and just kept getting injured mm-hmm. over and over. And now you have 80% of a squad that's injured like that. Yeah. They're yep. out for two months. They come back, play four games, get injured again, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And so to see that just exponentially expand is really sad to see because you love players. You fall in love with a team of, of players. You want to see them play and then they're out. So I don't see that changing anytime soon, unfortunately. Well, no. Hopefully. Maybe someone will hear this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll change football. Give them give them more time off and less money. Like they don't need more money. They need yeah. a week off. Just like you wait yeah, FIFA all, better be listening. Just like I was gonna say, I know some other people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Green Green Spark man. I'm we're getting week week long. You know self self care weeks. I'm talking lunchtime walks thrown around the pig skin. You Sign me up, Cody. <laughs> Come on Sheesh. in. Sheesh. We're hiring. <laughs> Can I take a tour? Do you have snacks? Are you we that kind snacks. of like a techie? We have uh, snacks. Yeah. We have a beer fridge. No. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm